joining me now, and he's a great follower on Twitter, and you can see him with his work with the SDPN Sports NBA reporter, also does sideline work with the Canadian Elite Basketball League. It is Esfandir Barrini. Esfandir, thanks so much for joining the show today. Absolutely, man. Listen, if I get to hear you talk about Cardi B, sign me up. Yeah. Let's do this every day, man. I, I believe there's a, there's a song uh, that's like three letters, uh, and uh, maybe yeah. later I'll read the lyrics uh, on air on my last show <laughs> before I move on to my next career, whatever the hell that is. Okay, Esfendier, help me out here. I, I had a theory that the Raptors were sneaky. They had the press conference outside. It's sunny, and there are balloons. And when there are balloons, everyone's in a good mood. Thus, yep. no one asked Masai Uchiri, what the hell's going on with Fred Van Vliet? Yeah, I mean, look, they had ice cream. There was balloons. Like you mentioned, it was outside. Everybody was suited and booted. Lots of smiles. Um, it, was, it was definitely as feel-good as I've ever seen a introductory press conference for a head coach. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen anything like that uh, in the way that it was dressed up, you know, uh, in the way that it was dressed up to be. And I think that that's really telling um, for what might be to come, you know, in the sense that they feel like they're changing. Maybe this is a new generation. Messiah Jury sort of said that, uh, you know, regardless of what this roster might be next season, um, you know, they, they've brought in this coach that can maybe usher in a new generation. And I think that's the most interesting quote of the day, to be honest with you. It's, it's the fact that he said, regardless of what this roster is going to be. So I think there might be, you know, some, some room for change there, if you will. I feel like a lot of the press conference was just showing off how much things are going to change moving forward. Before we go to the logical questions that come out of what you just said there, uh, you mentioned ice cream. What sort of ice cream was available at this coach uh, press conference? Listen, man, they had they had ice cream sandwiches, oh. the classic, of course. Yeah. Uh, they threw in some of the the you know the almond ones, the the ones that have the almonds on on top with yep. the chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was a great variety. Ah, uh, no no wonder no one asked. Hey, is uh, Siaka going to be traded by the draft? All right, you, you mentioned that this team, that there could be a lot of changes. Yeah. In, in your mind, not what you think is going to happen, because actually, I'll start here. Do you have any idea what direction this team's going to go in? Because they've kept things pretty quiet where, you know, it feels like at one moment I think, oh, they're going to go full rebuild. The next moment I, I think they're going to try to win. Like, in your yeah. mind, is there any little hints uh, that, that would spell out what you think this team's going to do over the next month? Yeah, I mean, look, they, they like to keep their cards close to their chest uh, in terms of what, what they actually want to do. I think, above all else, they just like keeping their options open so they don't want to commit to any specific thing. And then if something, you know, comes along that sort of blows them away, whether it be a, a deal or a trade offer for, you know, something along the lines of Pascal or OG or whoever it might be on the roster, I think they, they take that in that moment and assess their options. I think they're they're very... Uh, built on trying to figure out the cultural side of things. I think this hire, Darko Ryakovic, is more so about finding a guy who fits culturally. Um, and I, I think that's what the, what today was about mostly. It's, it's, hey, we've got this guy. We believe in this younger head coach who's had a lot of head coaching experience, a guy who 
has preached development, which is one thing that may be a hint. You can you can maybe I'm maybe I'm you know pulling too much here, but the fact that they've got a, a coach that is so invested in player development might lend to the fact that they might be going younger, might be going towards a direction where they will actually reset a little bit or retool uh, and move into a, a younger direction that's that's centered around like a guy like Scotty Barnes. So y- you can take those hints for what you will, but yeah. I think I think mostly it's just a cultural reset for what for what they're trying to do. We are now entering the period of rampant speculation that is journalistically, um, you know, uh, often a no-no. But uh, that's where we are, and I'm not a journalist. If if the idea is about getting younger, yeah, then I don't think it's irresponsible for me to look at Pascal Siakam and not and actually because of his production because of his high level of play you can get a lot for him and also because if we're going on this theme of age he is 29 so his sort of cycle his journey as a basketball player is different than Barnes who's 21 or even OG who's 25 if it is about a youth movement then on a scale of 1 to 10 how irresponsible is it to wonder if it's if it's Siakam who could get moved by the draft no, I, I don't think it's irresponsible, especially you know, given the fact that he has one year left on his contract in, in next season. You know, he's eligible for a contract extension, so obviously they will have conversations with his team, with his camp, to see if he's willing to sign on for longer. And hey, if those conversations don't go the way they expect them to, maybe they don't agree or see eye to eye on terms. Then yeah, they explore that option, and I, I think that's just. That's just the way the business of NBA basketball, professional sports in general works. It's like, you know, all-star level player, expiring contract, guy who might not be here for long. You, you sort of want to assess your options here. And I think, I think even from Pascal's perspective, you can look at these last couple of years and say, hey, so, you know, we've gotten to this point. I've done this. I've, I've made it to two all-NBA teams. I've shown what I can do. You know, there's obviously money out there for me if I were to be a free agent in the summer uh, in 2024. So maybe I want to assess my options. Maybe I, I see some – maybe the grass is greener on the other side, so to speak. So I think from both sides, you, you sort of want to just see where you're at. Um, and I think that's what this, this summer is going to be about, really. Your thoughts on Fred Van Vliet? He's obviously was going to opt out. He can make more money. He can, and the thing about Fred is he's still young enough to go to an Orlando, but still established enough that he would make a lot of sense with the Lakers or Philly with Nurse if Harden sure. decides to go to Houston. This makes me nervous because I look at the point guard depth for the Raptors, and it's a chilling one. Yeah, I mean, look, they, 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 that is where um, they, their issues lie, really. It's, it's at the guard spot. Uh, they have guys like Delano Banton and Jeff Downton in terms of, you know, we spoke about development earlier. Those are guys that they're looking to develop into uh, consistent NBA players. Obviously, Malachi Flynn as well. But none of those guys have really turned the corner when it comes to, you know, being a consistent NBA guy, NBA rotation guy. So, yes, they will have a lot to deal with on the guard front. Um, and I think first and foremost, I imagine, I've said this a bunch too, but I really do imagine they try to re-sign Fred VanVleet regardless because like you mentioned with Orlando, he's a guy who can be a stopgap, a guy who can blend two different generations, if you will. He can be a veteran presence for a younger team, or he can be a guy who can be the cherry on top of a championship contender. So realistically, this is a guy you can probably keep on be that locker room presence, if you will, 
um, and, and sort of be that beacon for the older generation as well, I think they try to re-sign him, especially with the lack of guard depth that the Raptors have going into next season. Esfandir Barahini is joining us, NBA reporter. You can also check him out the Objective Basketball podcast. Uh, going to the finals, Denver beat Miami. I don't think anyone is is shocked by that. Uh, for you, what is your, your biggest takeaway going to be? The individual excellence of Jokic, um, uh, Jamal Murray, and just the comeback from where he was a year or two from now? Like, And, and, and obviously it, the answer is both and many more things, but what is your number one headline from uh, an ugly game, but a dominant playoff run by the Denver Nuggets. Yeah, I mean, we, we can talk about Jokic and how unbelievably uh, defenseless people are trying to defend a guy like Jokic. I mean, he provides, he, he presents so many problems for you defensively that it really is picking your poison of what you're willing to give up. You mentioned Jamal Murray, his comeback, he missed two postseasons in a row due to injuries, and now he's you know, the second best player on a title team, one of the most dominant title teams in this century. Uh, the Spurs in 2007, the Lakers in 2001, the Warriors in 2017, and now the Denver Nuggets in 2023 have had four or less losses in a title run. So it's that impressive. Um, and I, I think, you know, grand scale, uh, it'll be very interesting. So so just to just to kind of bring it up here, the new set, uh, collective bargaining agreement yeah. is going to be at the forefront of what we look at for the next little bit and how teams manage and move with the new, more restrictive CBA. Um, I think especially with how Denver has built their talent, a lot of it is homegrown, uh, whether they traded draft picks in order to acquire a guy like Aaron Gordon or acquire a guy like KCP, or, you know, they drafted Murray, they drafted Michael Porter Jr., they drafted Jokic, they drafted Christian Brown, who was a big help for them as well. I think more than ever, even though draft picks are currently still important, more than ever, nailing your draft picks will be crucial uh, because you need to have, quote-unquote, cost-effective talent in order to be able to field a really, really good roster because otherwise it starts to get expensive and it starts to become you know, not affordable to be able to sustain a high level of basketball year in, year out, especially with this new CBA. So I think that's the thing to take away is how are you going to be able to develop your own talent? And if we're going back to the Raptors here, sort of makes sense that they've got a guy who's, who's you know, known for, for player development. What ice cream sandwich did you get? Brother, I had to go for the sandwich. Yeah. It, was, it was the only way to go. Yeah. I don't know. You know, classic vanilla chocolate. Like we're not talking like yeah. you didn't you didn't try to outthink it was some weird flavor. No, no, no. They 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 had a, a peanut butter option, and I had to. You know, no, yeah. doesn't work for me. As yeah. Fandier, always appreciate. It. Where can people find your work? And also, I tell everyone uh, you're a great follow on Twitter. A lot of videos, opinions, and thoughts and stuff. But where can people find you? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at just s barahenny. That's b a r a h e n i. Um, and yeah, just, you know, follow our work at SDPN sports. We do a lot of great stuff, basketball wise, hockey wise, everything wise. So tap in there and you'll see my stuff. Love it. Uh, enjoy now the off season. Cause between now and the draft, uh, the Raptors are going to be one of those teams. Everyone keeps an eye on the trailblazers. Everyone's going to keep an eye on, uh, Kyrie for some reason, everyone's going to keep an eye on and, uh, it's going to, it's going to be cool. Uh, you know, cause I will sadly be on my phone way too much. Yes. So, yeah, that yeah. it is. As long as like, 
you know, once the dust settles from the draft, just, you know, uh, I'd say throw throw the phone away, but you never know what Kyrie's going to do. I really appreciate it. Thanks for joining the show today. Thank you. Have a good one. Absolutely.